0: Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. If you like this podcast, if you benefit from this podcast or you benefit from some of the writing that we do on Instagram, on Facebook, if you attend our connection sessions that take place every second Sunday on Zoom, if you have been a member of our Flourish coaching course, you may, may, may being the operative word I appreciate, may want to make a subscription to our Patreon page. Why would I do that, Yusuf? Well, I'll tell you why. Because there are a number of different audio recordings on there. I can't remember exactly how many, but I think it's more than 20. At least it may be even more than that. And there's also a number of different connection sessions uploaded in full on the Patreon page. Every time we have a connection session on Zoom, I put the whole unedited recording up onto Patreon. And there are a number of different articles as well. Some things that I've written... Um, reflecting on topics, themes related to personal growth, the pursuit of wholeness according to the Islamic tradition. But what if you don't want to make a contribution? That's cool. Don't worry about it. That's all love. Enjoy the podcast. Take it easy.
1: Which is that, more often than not, in my experience, we use religiosity as a means of getting that which pleases us. As a means of making things work out in the way that we want them to. Of giving us a certain level of comfort, a level of enjoyment, a level of happiness, a level of satisfaction. All of which is certainly not a negative thing. When we say, for example, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, informs us, instructs us, says to us that you should make dua, you should supplicate. But of course, and this is a way of, this is cathartic, this is a release, this is a way of engaging with the one subhanahu wa ta'ala, with directing our attention to the Lord of all the worlds and is, of course, blessed and beautiful. But is our, quote unquote, goodness conditional upon the idea that, if I do this, you do that. Imam Ghazali calls this the worship of a businessman,
2: of a tradesman. You're negotiating with God. And so we we turn to God in order to make life more comfortable. So really it's for us, it's not for God. We wish to change our circumstances, rather than being changed by the circumstances.
1: And that shift is at the very core of everything that we do. That is the way itself, is to accept that the circumstances don't need changing. The circumstances don't require changing. Our perception of the circumstances requires change.
2: We are the ones who have to transform, we are the ones who have to shift. We are the ones who have to see the reality of the moment. And we are the ones who have to acknowledge that there is a truth, there is a reality to the moment that
1: we are in. And by means of Sayyidina Muhammad the reason that we send salawat upon him is because there is a Muhammadan potential inside of us, a capacity to be
2: noble, to be beautiful, to be incredible. That which we are at this moment in time is not the same as that which we could be. There's an energy about Islam which advocates that. There's an accountability about Islam which advocates that. There's a a judgment, a day of judgment. There is good and there is bad. This is at the very core, the foundation, the pillars of our religion. To believe that we have the capacity to change. And change is indeed found intellectually. But I think, as my own understanding evolves, and as I see this in my own life, it is action that brings about change. There's a nuanced response to that.
1: And indeed, at every moment, each individual has their own level of capacity. There's no doubt about that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us in the Qur'an that he will not place a burden upon our shoulders greater than that which we can bear. We have the capacity.
2: We do. This is my belief. We have the capacity. And that's, un- that's not something that's negotiable. That's deeply empowering. But we have to believe it. And we have to live in accordance with it. Islam as a system it, to me, it seems a ridiculous thing to say,
1: but it must be articulated. Are you aware that, that that everything in our tradition is perfectly orchestrated to bring the very best out of every single human being on earth? I was listening to something earlier about neuroscience and talking about the 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 highly destructive impact. Of alcohol upon the, the the material brain, like the physical brain, and how it
2: you know enhances um the deterioration of the Fifty or sixty who brain scans, I mean, have frequently consumed alcohol, and those who have not, they're a world apart. There is nothing in our tradition that is out of place. There are core beliefs that if you uphold them, if you believe them, you will become
1: the greatest version of yourself. You will become that which you were created
2: to be. And so then it just comes down to a matter of, do I believe that? And I think earlier, I can't remember,
1: there was a discussion about the distinction between being
2: and doing in the community group. Your doing is an outgrowth of your being. And this is a really important
1: principle that that helped me to, to really change. because you know you often hear people say yeah well i don't i don't really trust religion because why is it that all the religious people do this and do that and do this and do that because
2: they're only acting in accordance with that which they believe and understand human beings act in accordance with the
1: with the beliefs that they hold, with the values that they hold, and, and whether they have consciously chosen those values for themselves or whether they've been inherited or whether they're fully understood or not is a is a completely different matter. But we are running upon a system that we have either uploaded ourselves or um, uploaded by osmosis. We have a process, you know, a, a worldview
2: uh, values, a system that we operate in accordance with. Your life isn't an, isn't an, is an outrunning of the worldview that you hold. And it becomes really interesting to observe that. Like observe the things now. Tell me the things in your life that are non-negotiable. You
1: know, righteous ones are gonna say the salah, mashallah, that's beautiful. But tell me honestly, tell me something that's like non-negotiable. Do you remember I said previously about um recently some people that I know were taking a flight and I was responsible for getting them to the airport and we got there like five hours early because I'm not missing a flight. I can't miss flights. Just, you know, I will, <laughs> I will take up the whole day to make sure that that I or the people who are flying are there. You know, that that's a non-negotiable in my mind. And so all of these things, Um, Marjorie says, the well-being of my family. Shazia says, respect for my elders, etc. This can be measured. Your words can be measured. Because remember, words don't cook rice. So you can see that. You can see it. You can ask yourself, you can look at the way that you treat your elders. You can look at the way you treat your family. You can look at um, whether or not you get to the airplane, to the, to the, to the what, to the airport on time, every single time, whether or not you are sincere in all that you do, whether or not you're kind
2: in every situation. And Mahbu puts his finger on it there incredibly. Upon reflection, I
1: don't think there is anything I I can't do without. I tell myself a lot of stories, but my
2: actions show differently. That's really important. Because maybe you're not what you say you are. Maybe you're not what you say you are. Because why is it then that people dress up and have long beards and do this, that and the other, but still
1: cheat or still lie or still do this or still do that? And why is it that? Perhaps immediately, as soon as someone says that, we all, we automatically think,
2: yeah, yeah, why do they do that? Why are they like that? Why are they like that? Why are you like that? How is it that we don't live
1: in that state, state of serenity, in that state of gratitude, in that state of thankfulness, in that state of commitment to the creator? Why don't we have that Himma?
2: that aspiration to make the greatest contribution we possibly can. Why are we not in that place? I'm not going to ask who Pedro
1: is because I know who Pedro is. (laughs) If you say you can't do without something, that's exactly when he may remove it. And we survive. Because the moment the way to wholeness, the way to
2: completion is Him. La ilaha illallah. There is nothing other than Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, and, O you who believe, believe in Allah. O you who believe, believe in Allah. O you who have testified to faith, truly believe in God. And this is what the path states. Shazia says,
1: "But when you lie to yourself, you know, it's the soul that knows, you know deep down inside, what are we? What's the reality? Because you look at your life, and this will tell you all that you need to know."
2: So when we have discussions about techniques as regards where we should direct our attention, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, This is because there is an application of a worldview. And I like the idea that Aisha said
1: about like a, a backwards and forwards, a going backwards and forwards. So, for example, sometimes you don't necessarily feel this uplifting vibe about going to pray, but you do it anyway. You act anyway. And by means of action, you reinforce the reality inside of yourself. And that is willpower. That is discipline. That is saying that, you know what, right now I feel like eating my seventh donut of the day. Don't eat the donut. (laughs) Stop yourself. Are you willing to give up that which is making you sick? Do you have the capacity, the potency, the power, the strength, the inner strength to say no? Or to do that which is required? Even though you may be more interested in doing something else, even though something else is far more exciting or far more engaging or far more fun, even though you could do with a bit more sleep, or you feel as though you could do with a bit more sleep, do you have the capacity to say no to that? Do you have the discipline to be able to control oneself and to do what is appropriate and pleasing to Allah? And that and that is, like, as scientific as we can possibly get, because you can measure that. Like, you can look at your life
2: and say that. Do I do that which is pleasing to Allah? Am I that which I say I am? You know, we had
1: this yearbook at school. You know, like, teachers and everybody, I'm sure everyone's come across these things before, and they say, you know, um, they ask me, oh, say say a few words, say a few adjectives that describe yourself, you know? And maybe not everyone's thinking quite as deeply about it as like, I can't say what what can I possibly say about myself? I hate when that happens. You know, when someone you put in the in the in the in the 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 yearbook caring, and the first thing you think is that person's not caring. I remember when that person shouted at me,
2: da-da-da-da-da. So I don't want to say any any words. I don't want to say anything about myself. Because you want to be tested on those claims. If we claim sincerity, then Allah will test us in that. If we claim truthfulness, Allah will test us in that. If we claim
1: <laughs> to never be late, then Allah will test us in that. Remember the companion who was always in the front row with the Prophet ﷺ was always there on time and on one occasion he wasn't able to go and he shamefully stepped into the back of the the masjid and realised that he wasn't worshipping Allah at all, he was worshipping his status, his significance, his consequence. scholar for success are you with me is it making sense ladies and gents